Hello and welcome to Movies and Tea. I'm your host as always, Edward Jones, and joining me, of course, is my biomechanically enhanced co-host, Miss Kim Lowe. <laughs> Hello. Tonight we look at 1999's Virus, the movie that Jamie Lee Curtis deems the worst movie that she's ever made, and a movie I'm actually kind of fond of. But what did Kim make of it? We find out tonight as we check it out. So, Virus, if you are not aware of what it is, it's based on a Dark Horse miniseries. Dark Horse being the independent comic line that uh, given us the likes of Sin City and Tank Girl and Hellboy. They've also produced comic book lines for the likes of Buffy and Alien vs. Predator. And really provided an alternate uh, sort of comic book source for the people who were wanting something other than Marvel and DC and superhero antics um, with Dark Horse being uh, one of those lines that provided that. Now when the series was originally produced its uh, writer had wanted to put it out as a script but at the same time it felt that special effects weren't po possible for it to be made and so he sold it to Dark Horse and it became a mini-series of five issues and then in 1999 it was picked up for a film production which we're obviously going to be discussing tonight. The film itself, if you're not familiar with it, sees a tugboat crew stumbling across a seemingly abandoned Russian research vehicle vessel which has been taken over by an alien entity which has got into the computer system and has now started manufacturing weapons using the equipment on board and has also turned to capturing humans for spare parts turning them into biomechanical weapons so kim what did you think of virus i mean this was released a year after deep rising and as many people point out they're kind of the same with people who start off on a small boat and going on to a big boat and finding something rather nasty on board well i mean <laughs> what other boat formula do you have like over on game war we had reviewed the dark pictures anthology man of a den that was the same yeah. thing some point tubby boo got on a small boat and they went on a big boat you know yeah. but it's not it's, it's hard to say that <laughs> You know, it's the same, it's like, oh, it's like a very similar concept because of that one angle. But there's definitely this tone that definitely goes with Virus, which feels like it's trying to be similar to Deep Rising. I don't think it ever gets there. Okay. Um, the main core group is there, and I and I remembered, I think Deep Rising also had Cliff Curtis. So, it does. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was like, I was like, I guess you can, I guess that's a similarity too. And it, it does follow kind of the same type of setting. But I don't really think Virus actually hits that greatness of Deep Rising. Maybe it's because of the cast. It, it falls into, what are you, what, what would I call it? It would be, it's more like really heavy overacting. Okay. Um, I find it a lot of over the top moments. And, and whereas like Deep Rising feels almost like these characters are a bit cartoonish, like they're it, it's meant to be very comedic. Whereas this one, right off the bat, it feels it is not meant to be comedic, but there are a lot of very funny moments. But the cast is taking it very seriously. So it's it, to me, it's just the tone that 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 really differs from like how much I like. Uh, deep rising compared to say virus which um, I probably I, I didn't rank as high for sure there are you know I like the cast itself like I think I think when you talk about the essence of the cast itself this one has some really great 
you know, people. And we're talking about people who have made, you know, who are fairly familiar, um, especially if you compare to Deep Rising, which isn't exactly, <laughs> exactly like at that point in time, I don't think any of the cast in that movie was very popular. <laughs> Deep Rising was basically um, a cast of character actors, really, wasn't it? So. Yeah. If they were all like people who had played a character in something else, whereas this one's got more, much more of a name cast. I mean, obviously we've got Jamie Lee Curtis, we got Donald Sutherland, uh, yeah, we got exactly. William Baldwin. You know, not mm-hmm. the good one, but the other one. <laughs> we got Cliff Curtis, who is probably best known for playing. It depends on where you're coming from. He either plays like the show shot commander in Starship Troopers, or he plays the gay um, PE teacher in. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. So it depends on where you're coming from. We also have Sherman Augustus, who is most recently, I want to say, in Stranger Things Season 3 or 4. Uh, 3, I would think. Uh, 4, I don't think is out yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he plays um, an army general in that. And, yeah, I mean, it's a really good... Cr- it's a really good uh, group of people that they've... They put together for this film, I thought. Um, all of them sort of have play a sort of role within it. I mean, obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis. She's. I mean, she's done at this point. She's done over eighty movies, but much like Anthony Wong, I don't think I've ever seen her put in a bad performance. I mean, she's been in some bad movies, but I don't think I've ever seen a Jamie Lee Curtis performance where she's kind of phoned it in and I don't think this was certainly the case here so it surprised me to learn that she hated it so much um and here she really she's not just doing like the Laurie Strode thing again here I think she's much more in tune with like something like Sigourney Weaver's um Ripley from Aliens um in that she's the logical female who has to deal with a jackass of a captain (laughs) and if we had all listened to her then perhaps things would have gone a lot smoother yeah And I think that that's the thing is that, like, Jamie Lee Curtis is one of the better characters here. Especially because you're kind of, like, she's, like, the only female around other than, you know, the other other girl on the boat that shows up. (laughs) Yeah, Nadia, who's, um, she's one of the surviving member of the Russian team. And her main purpose is basically, uh, other than to be second kick-ass female, is to basically bring everyone up to speed because... Normally when you have these these movies where you have a team stumbling into some location and then find themselves being feasted upon or attacked by whatever bumped off the original residence, there's normally a lot of like looking through logs or video logs or yeah. it's this slow reveal where with Nardit, with Nardit it's all like, yeah, this thing happened. <laughs> and, they, and all of these these things happen so we're brought really unspooked really quick and i mean this is one of those so one of those rare occasions where you see what happened to the crew like right off the bat i mean this is opening credits that we find out here and i think mm-hmm. it's ghost ship is the only other one i could think of where it sort of like gave it away what had happened to the crew straight away um or the other sort of examples i could think of like like, like death ship or um um, like the thing, um, they just they really sort of played it out. Uh, was this and this one to sort of like it's like right off the bat, it's like, yep, this is what happens, and then it's just like how bad the situation is is uh, what's slowly revealed instead. So, yeah, I think I think the biggest the biggest challenge was 
you know, believing what she says, right? Because no one at the beginning believed what they said. And I don't know. I mean, you kind of think about this like, this is kind of like, I guess, if you want to put it that way, it's kind of like deep rising crossover with maximum overdrive, just minus the... <laughs> minus the more goofy to tones of it, you know? Um, but, you know, I, I think that the cast is really good. It, it's just, it just feels that it's just, um, I don't think anybody really phones it in. Everybody does what they do with this script pretty well, but you got a lot of crazy going on. Like, a lot of the people are very, very weird. <laughs> and their characters are also really, really peculiar. Like, I don't know. Donald Sutherland is very weird in the sense that I, I don't know what he was trying to do with the character because, you know, sometimes he he feels like he's really nuts. But at the same time, it, you know, it never occurred to me that he was really drunk. <laughs> it just <laughs> felt like he was just making, he was just greedy, you know, like he just really wanted to make sure that, you know, he survived this, you know, without going ba without going bankrupt. Yeah, I mean, he definitely wears his, like, self-preserving, like, villainy on his sleeve right off the bat. Uh, when when we're introduced to the team, they're towing a barge, um, which they, he's basically invested all his life possessions into to um, dragging this barge out. And they're in the middle of a typhoon, and he's willing to sacrifice his crew and his ship just to get this barge out of there. And... It sort of like continues really when he comes across this Russian ship and they work it out that basically that it's worth like all this uh, is worth a huge amount uh, that would be, yeah, essentially leave them. <laughs> it would leave them all with like with like 30 mil. Is it 30 mil in total that the ships were for as it was going to be like, yes, cause it's three mil each they were going to get, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So, um, ironically, that's what it cost to make the film. But seeing as it, uh, sorry, it, the film t cost 75 mil to make and it took only 30 mil. So that was a bit of a loss, especially when you make expensive uh, special effects movies. That's not what you want to really happen. But um, yeah, it was... He's his villainy is like really on the sleeve right from the back. So if he's like the fact that he gets knocked in his ass by Jamie Lee, um, he's more than willing. He's sort of like, ah, oh, screw him, Matty. I'm going to go inside with the evil robot people because that's going to really uh, help further my goals here. <laughs> it was a little surprise to anyone when he ends up, turns up later in the movie as like a half man, half cyborg. Because did you really think the evil alien creatures was going to be the ones that you were going to, they were going to be like the people to um, to support your own villainy? Exactly. Although I do have a, I have a real sucker for like whenever you have like um, computer, I don't know computer villains and stuff, and they use that sort of like booming synthesizer voice. Uh, which we get to see here, and it's all like, man, it's virus. <laughs> and it's like, what do you need from us? And it just starts listing all like the body parts and stuff. It's like, and thankfully, someone has the sense to go, oh, they need us for spare parts. There's lots of that sort of dramaticness to it. So it's also weird his accent fades in and out. Yeah. It's like his drunkenness. He'll go from being like drunk one minute and then stone cold sober the next, and his accent often does the same. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I assumed he was supposed to be Irish. I suppose so, because, I, I mean, that's how it started, and then it kind of, like, disappeared. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. 
sometimes he sounded like a drunk pirate and sometimes he didn't. And I was just kind of like, um, I don't know. <laughs> that, 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 that's one of the things that, you know, kind of, kind of feels a little off as well for the movie. Um, but I don't know. I mean, as much as, you know, <laughs> William Baldwin isn't really known <laughs> to me, you know, <laughs> as much as the brothers. <laughs> I think he did a pretty decent job. He did a pretty pretty decent job. Like he fit his role fairly well, well fairly consistently, I would say. Yeah, it was it was kind of unsure what his role in this was supposed yeah. to be because uh, he's not sort of like the action lead because obviously Jamie Jamie Lee handles that, and he it's right at the end that they basically reduce her down to damsel in distress status just so they can give him something to do <laughs> which is a little annoying because all the up until this point she's been like she's been handling her business she gets like interrogated at one point uh she gets attacked by the big titan robot thing um you know she's handling her stuff and then right at the end she sort of has to like reduce her down itself down to this damsel in distress just to give him something to do that was uh, that was that was like one of my few gripes I have with this movie. The other one, obviously, being that the scenes where it's just so damn dark you can't see what's going on. Which, on one hand, it's good because it gives us that wonderful, like you know, the Spielberg lights in the dark sort of thing, and it adds an atmosphere. But other times, it's like, come on, just show us a little bit more. Um, I know you're <laughs> trying to hide, you're trying to hide the strings here that are moving the puppet, but uh, you know, give me a break here. So when it came to the villain of this thing, I mean, what did you make of it? Because I mean, it's it's a it's a number of things really. It's not just one thing. I mean, obviously we have the big energy entity that is the alien, uh, but at the same time we have like it diverges off. So we have all these little uh, robots uh, around. We have like it takes over the workshops and like uh, constructs other robots, and uh, we have a big Titan thing. Which um, they actually did a line of toys to go with with the film because they were like <laughs> they were really banking it being like this big hit because it originally was supposed to be released in the summer and then it got shunted uh, into January it got released on January fifteenth so day after my birthday so I would have actually this would have been great for me because I could have seen this on my birthday but <laughs> it would not for, not so good for a summer blockbuster because. January is sort of considered the dumping ground for movies that they don't have much hope for. And, you know, arty fare, not popcorn, uh, sci-fi horror. But what did um, you think of, like, uh, the, uh, the, the robot element of this? I mean, the robot element is not bad. Like, I mean, for, for the time, like, for the 1999 time, <laughs> mm. the effects are pretty decent, I would say. Like, for the time. <laughs> um, They're also practical. Well, apart from some CGI mm -hmm. for the more complex stuff, but yeah. even that I felt still held up really well compared to like stuff that was around the time, and certainly a lot of stuff that's come after it. So, yeah, and the element is pretty good because I, you know, I do like this whole, you know, this virus thing, but at the same time, like, is the virus the alien or is it the man? Right. So I really <laughs> like the angle that they took because you know, obviously, they made the point of saying that oh, man is virus, which. Which you know, um, it's not it's not hard to imagine <laughs> people looking down on us, <laughs> but at the at the same time, it's you know I I like I like that angle a lot, and I think that you know when you come with when you when you have this type of element where they're basically using humans for spare parts, well the moment you know that as a fact, then 
you start knowing that people are going to come back in, you know, various forms of cyborg, you know? And that adds to it because now you have the whole concept of, well, these people are friends or, you know, someone they know or whatnot um, to this main core, these main group of core characters. And now that adds in this whole other element of, you know, like, obviously, like a lot of it isn't too emotional, but, uh, you know, you have that connection um, where now you have to consider that part as well when you're fight when they're fighting them. So I, I kind of like it like that because it gives you a lot of different um, elements and different types of robots, like because they're creating different cyborgs and you have these like little different robots which are in different yeah. groups and um, it does give the world or just at least this uh, this alien entity, a bit more depth to it because basically you know most of it is pretty unknown you know basically there are aliens which take over <laughs> they're like electrical circuits that have come to life <laughs> so i don't know how much of an alien form that is but <laughs> it, it it does create some interesting parts because now you know now you know that it's not it it works with one way but it's not like an on-off button that shuts them off you know no, uh, it was. It's funny as well because they, when they got on the ship, all the power's been turned off, which obviously shut down these, um, shut down down these aliens. And it kind of makes me wonder. It's all like, why didn't they just turn the power off again? It never seems to dawn on anyone to just like go back down and pull the fuses out again, because that worked out really well the first time. So, but um, yeah, what do I know? But I think um, it had to do maybe it because I got a bit confused because like there was a lot of like winding paths and places they went and then, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And then when they went back, places would be welded shut. And I feel like maybe like one of those paths was like maybe they might have wanted to shut it down, but it was welded shut. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that that's just escaped point. me or maybe it's something that's, you know, that that, that that's something that happened. Um, yeah. And I mean, also the fact we're on a, a ship means that we get so much, we get so much mileage just out of going through tunnels and just going up and down decks. And we, of course, have the obligatory, oh, we've got to go outside of the the ship in the middle of a storm shot as well, which <laughs> has the most unrealistic someone getting washed off a ship I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there's moments like when the big robot like um, has the bomb and crushes it, it's like checkmate. Oh chills it was like a it was like an if they could give oscars to robots then i think that would have been an oscar winning like nomination right there um <laughs> but i mean this film is directed by the legendary special effects supervisor john bruno who has worked on poltergeist one and two terminator two the abyss batman begins i mean his credits go on and on and on it's when you look at um his body of work is incredibly impressive. I mean, he's been nominated for Oscars multiple times over for special effects. So the fact that the practical effects in this movie are so good, I think came as a little surprise. I mean, even the big robot they built, which weighed close to a ton, um, looks really cool in this. So there's lots of things I like to take away from it, even though when I look at some of the biggest robots and stuff i can't help but think of the matrix which seemed to copy a lot of the same designs of this movie and that also came out the same year of this movie 
So I kind of hope. I wonder if uh, there's some over some stuff they had left over from uh, from the special effects warehouse that they just passed on to the Wachowskis. They were like, "Oh, we need a robot." And they're like, "Yeah, we can we can whip something up for you." <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna watch this virus movie, so. But um, yeah, as we said already, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis she hated the film. Um, she hated John Bruno's directing, especially. She actually campaigned to get Steve Miner, who did um, Halloween H two O, to come in and direct, but he was busy doing Dawson's Creek at the time. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Um, but uh, yep she refers to the film as being a piece of shit and the worst movie ever and that the only reason to appear in bad movies is that you can so you can show them to your friends at bad movie parties um, <laughs> the fact she was still so angry about this movie that on the Halloween H2O commentary she's still going on about it it's like geez Jamie just calm down have a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the movie, the movie itself, you know, like like many of the movies of this type, it, it it goes through the same system, right? Like it doesn't really bank a lot. A lot of people think it's bad, and but you yeah. know, you still you still manage to end up coming out with a cult following years later. Yeah. And you know, I guess I guess that works especially for you. For me, I mean, I'm more of a Deep Rising fan, <laughs> so it's fair um, enough. I can't really say like this is gonna be something that I'm gonna go back and watch again, but. It, it you know it, it has its value it, it isn't as bad as 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 you know it's 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 been ranked i think or rated in most places but at the same time i also think it's far from there's a lot of inconsistencies in in its tone and its characters and and that sort of thing that feels like it lacks a bit of polish to make it the movie that it needs to be it doesn't commit enough you know so yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of things to like about it, but at the same time, for me, I I feel like it still misses the mark a little. Um, but that's you know that's just me. It's <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, I think as we probably gather from this one, I love the hell out of this movie. Every time I go back and watch it, I like go into it thinking, you know, maybe this is the time I see why everyone hates this movie for it. It's like all the other times were just, I was in a particularly good mood when I watched it, but it's like even now rewatching it for like the umpteenth time, I was like this is just so much fun. There's robots, you've got the, the ship setting, I mean it's almost as, I want to class these movies as being aquatic horror, maybe because the aquatic horror is so like deprived I mean there's only essentially about five or six movies in the aquatic horror genre of like the abyss and leviathan and deep star six that you kind of want to cram in all the ones that take place on boats and platforms and anything that's like on the ocean or under the ocean somewhere you kind of want to cram into that aquatic horror sort of category but um yeah i mean this certainly makes the most of its uh, setting i mean i think Again, it's one of those settings that I would love to see used more. Um, whether it's like ghost stories like Ghost Ship or just like in video games like Man of Medan. I think it's just a setting that has a lot of potential and it's just never really sort of tapped into as much as I would like to um, like it to be. But certainly I think Virus is definitely a, a, a standout for myself in this uh, horror on boats category. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm, I, I I take a rather more average stance on this. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, yeah. Off, but... but I mean, like, 
you know, I was just thinking about it just now, and I was just remembering something that one of the most enjoyable moments I had this movie was probably maybe how Jamie Lee Curtis actually felt about the movie when she said it. (laughs) (laughs) And then she was like, she was like, F you. And I think, I think it was Donald Sutherland, but I can't remember who it was. And then it sounded, it was just like that perfect remark type of thing. (laughs) And I was just, I was just, that moment was my favorite. (laughs) And I don't know, I can't remember the context of the whole thing. Oh yeah. The robots um, interrogation is like English. Do you speak English? He's like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I thought that was and I thought that was like so, you know, so genuine in the sense that maybe that's how she was feeling about that movie at that point. <laughs> she just had enough and love it. <laughs> she just wanted this to end, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well. Anything else that you want to talk about in this movie? No. Uh, so that's Virus. Uh, it's recently had a Blu-ray re-release, which uh, is great if you like this movie. If you didn't, never mind. <laughs> but um, I think if you've not seen Virus, I think it's one worth checking out, especially because it, you know it's practical effects, and I think anytime you've got a movie with practical effects done well, um, it's worth worth checking out. Um, there is another movie like this uh, called Moonfall, which is which stars Bruce Campbell, and essentially has robot aliens coming from the moon. On that takes place in a space shuttle rather than a ship, so there is that alternative as well. But yeah, uh, for myself, um, I would say it's still mercy for Kim. I'm guessing, you know, average. Average, yeah. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a. Was a deep rising then. Uh, that was virus. Um, but thank you for listening. If you haven't done already, please do hit the like and subscribe button wherever you happen to be listening to us. Maybe leave us a review as it all helps raise the profile of the show. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Come say hi to us there. You can also uh, check out our blog, which is moviestpodcast.wordpress.com, where we've got our full archive episodes where we cover Paul Dominic Anderson, Sofia Coppola. Guillermo del Toro, Ang Lee, Quentin Tarantino was our most recent season, as well as a celebration of kick-ass female directors and look a season dedicated to the evolution of the creature feature. So there's a whole hope of uh, great stuff in our archive, including our Friday Film Club, where every Friday myself and Kim both pick a film to highlight. Sometimes the theme, sometimes there's not. But either way, it's a chance to just talk more about movies that we love. But, Kim, it is your turn to choose what we look at next for our next After Hours episode. What have you chosen? Well, I have uh, rewinded, <laughs> well, well, fast-forwarded exactly 20 years to 2019, and we're going to talk about another Jamie Lee Curtis movie <laughs> called <laughs> Nice Out. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so that will obviously be on our next episode where we continue our celebration of the career of Jamie Lee Curtis uh, with Nice Out but until then thank you for listening, thank you to my co-host Kim and we will be back next time with Nice Out but until then, good night. Mm-hmm.